Welcome to Friends Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about I Can't Make You Love Me, and of course the I is a little I symbol, and the U is the letter U. From Emancipation, recorded summer 1996 at Paisley Park and released on the 19th of November 1996, uh, this is one of a handful of songs that are cover versions. Um, this was originally sung by Bonnie Raitt, um, written by Mike Reed and Alan Shamblin. Um, and it is on the um, it's on the Rolling Stones 500 Greatest Songs of All Time at number 339. Um, and uh, Ultimate Classic Rock placed it at number 24 on their 25 Saddest Songs Ever. Um, so uh, obviously it's been covered a number of other times by other artists, most of them after Prince, surprisingly. So Prince is like one of the earliest uh, people covering it. On the track it is Prince with Rhonda Smith. I think this is her first appearance. Eric Leeds, Todd Burrell, and the track is 6 minutes 37. Joining me to talk about it is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Hey, Darren. Uh, like I said, obviously this is a, a cover. Um, you know, Prince, up until Emancipation, he had never, he'd never kind of, he covered songs at concerts, um, you know, and there are a lot of kind of, uh, you know, videos you can find on the internet of Prince at kind of his, mostly his after shows, uh, where he was kind of covering songs. There is most famously one where he covered Miss You um, and Ronnie Wood joined him on stage uh, and kind of said, you know, now this song belongs to you. Um, you know, uh, obviously praising how well Prince uh, Prince did that song. Um, but until this point, he never actually put any songs um, onto an album that were cover versions. Um, and then for Emancipation, obviously, I don't know if it was just he needed to fill the time, but... Um, you know, we end up with like four different um, songs that are cover versions. This being, I think, the second of the four. Um, obviously, the first one was actually released as a single. So that's that's like completely, I mean, that's like the opposite of what you think Prince would do. You know, he's he's just got out of a recording contract. He wants to show, you know, his, off his new material. And so he decides to release a cover <laughs> as the lead single. So I think it's... You know, I, I the Bonnie Raitt version. Uh, you know, to kind of get it out of the way, I I I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know that I would put it on a you know five hundred greatest songs of all time. Um, you know, nor that I would you know kind of say that it's one of the twenty five saddest songs ever. I'm sure I could think of twenty five others that are probably a lot sadder. I, I'm you know, and not to say that it's not a bad song. I just think it's it's a song that's kind of in a. It's recorded in a way. Uh, that I really, you know, is not is not really a kind of song that I would listen to. And it, it uh, <laughs> interestingly, in 1992, it finished at number 100 of the Billboard Year End chart. Um, you know, which I'm guessing is probably just a, a 100 countdown. So, <laughs> so right at the very bottom. Um, and you know, it did okay uh, when it was originally released. It got to number 18 in the Billboard Hot 100, uh, number six on the Adult Contemporary. And I feel that's probably why it's not my type of song because I don't think Adult Contemporary would be the the genre that I was kind of listening to. Um, and it, it it got to number 22 in New Zealand and number 43 in the Netherlands. So I don't know why Bonnie Raitt, um, you know, had this, and that that remains Bonnie Raitt's highest charting song in New Zealand. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and you know, like I said, there have been some other kind of um, prominent cover versions of it. Um, you know, the most successful of which was the the kind of the B side that George Michael had um, for uh, the song Older. Uh, well, it was kind of an EP, but Older was kind of included in that. 
and um, this it got to number three. I guess I, I mean it was you know it was kind of part of a double A side. Uh, I do remember hearing it on the radio back back kind of in in nineteen ninety seven. So only a couple of months after Prince had recorded it, and then you know there was a Boys to Men version in two thousand nine, and uh, you know Adele has covered it live a few times, and you know there's a version of that that's available from two thousand eleven, um, and then. Of all, this is the the oddest one. Um, Priyanka Chopra, uh, currently star of ABC's um, Quantico, um, recorded a copy of a version of this song in two thousand fourteen. But it was kind of done in like an electro pop kind of EDM style, um, which is just kind of very uh, unusual. Um, and you know that did that did okay um, in, uh, in in kind of two thousand fourteen. But yeah, so I mean, Prince obviously never released it as a single. And so, you know, I mean, it, it was actually intended to be the B-side of Face Down. Um, and there was a promo copy of it released April 1997 that had um, various different remixes of Face Down. And uh, the, the kind of the album version of I Can't Make You Love Me was like the B-side. Um, but it was never kind of officially released, um, you know. Uh, and apparently... <laughs> um, you know, the kind of it was meant to be a single, but um, EMI basically part of their division that handled the promotion of singles um, was kind of shut down <laughs> <laughs> during during this. So that that was the only reason it wasn't kind of promoted as a single. Um, you know, it it was kind of just like um, you know, it was it was kind of basically because whoever was in charge of it was was basically uh, let go. Um, you know, now it's worth saying that, you know, the Prince version, which is, you know, six and a half minutes is substantially longer than the Bonnie Raitt version. Um, and Prince himself, he adds some, um, you know, kind of uh, one might say some contemporary adult touches to the song himself, um, which includes um, <laughs> some kind of uh, talking in the song, some kind of sexy talking, um, you know, uh, particularly when he says this bedroom slash church. Uh, which is probably one of my favourite kind of lines in the entire song, um, and he doesn't make any. He doesn't make kind of make any, you know, kind of substantial changes to the song in terms of the lyrics. Um, aside from, of course, if you look at the lyric sheet in Emancipation, uh, you know, the letter U is all over the place, and we've got the number two all over the place. <laughs> you know, the usual kind of princification. And and I mean, there is one. There is one line in this entire song which is probably my favourite thing that Prince has ever done. Uh, but we'll get to that, um, you know, later. But yeah, so in terms of like a genre, I like I said, you know, it, like adult contemporary is kind of the chart where you know Body Rate had the most success with the single uh, in America, and this does kind of feel like Prince is sort of doing that. But he, he you know, it, let's put it like this: it's like the Body Rate version is is kind of slightly more kind of countryfied, and the Prince version is kind of really more R and B. Yeah, because it's more like it's it's almost like a soul song. And the funny thing is too that. Like if you compare this, uh, the Prince Prince version versus the Bonnie Raitt one, the Bonnie Raitt song is a lot lot sadder. Like it is. I don't know why. Yeah. The t- the, I don't know. Maybe it's the tone of the song as well. So I think the tone the tone that she sets with the way she does the song is more heartbreak or whatever. But like Prince has sort of still got that heartbreak, but he still wants to get her back as well. But he's still like, yeah, yeah where the Bonnie Raitt ones is like, nah, you're gone, that's it, you're gone forever. Where Prince has still got that that little glimmer of hope that he's going to get her back. That's what I think's the difference. Yeah. It just seems that way. So, like, when you're talking about the cover versions as well, it's funny that the George Michael one sounds more adult contemporary than the Bonnie Raitt one, which is pretty bad adult contemporary. 
just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's funny because you know, I think uh, you know George Michael. You know, he's uh, obviously he had also had uh, issues with record company um, around this time, and when he when he was kind of um, at the same, almost at the same time as Prince, when he kind of got out of his contract around this time. Um, you know, also at the same time when he was kind of forcefully dragged out of the closet as well. Um, you know, the kind of the, the songs that he started recording, um, you know, did kind of really like they instead of being kind of very poppy and stuff like, you know, obviously his earlier stuff and um, even stuff like Faith, you know, like there's a certain rock edge to it. He did kind of I mean, if you listen to his cover of um, of As. Um, you know, it turns it turns what is a kind of a very kind of soulful and R and B type Stevie Wonder song into like a very bland kind of like yeah. contemporary adult song, and I think that's just something that uh, I don't know who was producing stuff for uh, George Michael around this time, but he whoever it was seemed to kind of flatten out everything and kind of turn it into these very kind of like bland songs, um, you know, which is a pity because I think you know George Michael had an amazing voice. And I feel like he could have, you know, he could have done more with it, but it just yeah. seemed, it seemed to be like, you know, his choices um, ar- around that time seemed to be kind of more to kind of trying to play it safe, you know, from a musical point of view. But, you know, the, in the Prince version, you know, we still get the kind of, you know, turn down these voices um, inside my head, you know, lay down with me, tell me no lies, you know, like uh, that. I mean, I particularly like when, <laughs> when Prince... He, he, the way he says, um, "Just hold me close. Don't patronize." Yeah, and he 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 kind of pronounces it in a in a hard way to get it to rhyme <laughs> with yeah. "Tell me no lies," um, you know, uh, which which is kind of like a nice touch at the start of the song. It's like um, you know, and then he has these little interjections where he's like, "Don't patronize me," um, and then the chorus. It's funny because the structure of this song, it you know, the kind of the chorus arrives quite quickly each time. Like it's not like the verse finishes and then we we kind of get into the chorus. It's like literally the chorus is tacked onto the end of every verse, um, you know. And obviously we get the you know I can't make you love me uh, if you don't. Um, and you know I always found the, the you know the lyric I can't make your heart feel something it won't um, is is you know quite interesting. And I guess in the Bonnie Raitt version that's kind of what makes it you know a lot sadder <laughs> is is this idea that someone has stopped loving this person and there's nothing they can do to get that mm. that love back. Yeah. I like as well how Prince has he has these interjections in between the the verses where he's like, you know, do you, do you love me? Look at me. <laughs> and it's like, and I, I, it's interesting because obviously you know, Emancipation itself, we have kind of you know three discs, um, each one they don't really have a theme, uh, uh, so just you know kind of, but the the first the first disc itself feels more like a kind of stuff that was held over from before Prince knew Maite, um, you know, uh, and, you know, the stuff like, you know, We Gets Up and, you know, Damned If I Do and, you know, uh, Mr. Happy and Caught in Time. Like, it feels kind of almost, I mean, obviously we open up with Jam of the Year and, you know, it feels kind of almost like that. The, the first disc is an album of songs that are um, kind of party songs. And then obviously we get to the second disc, which is pretty much all about Maite. Um and then we finish up with the you know the third disc, which is kind of like Prince taking at least four or five shots of Warner Brothers, um, you know. Although there is still a couple of ballads in there as well, and obviously Emancipation is, you know, is four minutes of Prince basically saying this is my new record contract. Um, but so it, to me, it feels like this, you know, the kind of the sadness of this song and like the kind of the you know the struggling to get this person to love them. Um, 
I wouldn't say it really fits with what the idea of the first disc is, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like this could be on the the kind of the Maite disc because it, you know, it would kind of suggest that Maite has stopped loving Prince. Yeah. Um, you know, which obviously, you know, this this was recorded around the time when they got married, so it's not true that you know. So I find it interesting that this is one of the songs that he's picked to cover, and it doesn't really fit with like the first disc that like some of the other songs do. Um, you know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and I, I, I think as well, you know, um, it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I'll close my eyes, then you won't see the love you don't feel when you're holding me. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the, the little kind of interjection of Prince being like, hold me, <laughs> um, you know, um, and you know, I, I kind of like as well, you know, the production on the song isn't, isn't that kind of over the top. Um, you know, we have just got like a little bit of kind of, um, you know, Prince and we have, you know, obviously Eric Leeds, the saxophone, um, you know, kind of weaving in and out and kind of, um, you know, I think maybe kind of, uh, emphasizing the kind of the, the sad tone of the song, um, you know, um, kind of, it's kind of a mournful saxophone rather than kind of an upbeat or a kind of like jazzy saxophone that we've previously had from Eric Leeds. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's it. It just kind of it punctuates the song. It's supposed to make you sad. Is that? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't think that's the sound. I don't know. I'm not. You're the expert on the uh, on those kind of instruments, not me. But that that sound just kind of makes it more mournful, and just it just intersperses in all through that all through the songs. That little that little note, that little set yeah. of notes that does that with the with the of the um, saxophone. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. As you said. Go back to the, like the lyrics. The "Don't patronize me" thing is just weird. It just kind of sticks out. Like it's not really a it's not really a word. Like obviously he didn't write this song. There's two other guys that did it. It just seems like a really weird thing to have in a song. Like the word "patronize me." <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. it makes sense obviously because the whole point is that like you know they are breaking up and like she say oh she as in my rate or Prince in this version. You know, don't don't do it on my behalf. You know, just tell me straight. You know, are we through? That's it. And just yeah, it seems like yeah. a really weird lyric to fit into this, but it does fit in, of course. But it's just a weird word to say. I don't know why. <laughs> Usually, patronize is like the worst. Like, it's I don't know how to describe it. It's more a case of if someone's in a fight, you would say, "Don't don't patronize you." What do you mean by this? Then that kind of fits yeah. into this song. But yeah, so as I said, it's just it is a lovely song and. But there's other bits and pieces, and it's like it goes back. And I did write this down: the return of emo Prince. I know this is. I think I've <laughs> talked about emo Prince before, maybe in the seventeen days version um, the, of yeah. the uh, podcast. You should listen to that to do it, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the return of emo Prince in this case as well. It's very Prince is not in control, and that's very unusual. For Prince, like even he's he's usually the one in control most of the time. Obviously, there's so, a lot of songs where he's not, but you know, usually he's the man, he's in control, and this is like he's got no control. The woman in this relationship yeah. just has total control over this. It's like, come back, come and back, he says, back. Yeah, we have kind of like a you know a middle eight where he's like, uh, talk to me, tell me where you want to be kissed, uh, tell me what you want me to do in this bedroom slash church, and then he talks about what he's going to offer, and this is my favorite part of the song where he says, I offer you, and we get the echo of my heart. And then he goes, I offer you sexual relations. <laughs> I think the fact that he kind of uses like that, I, I don't know, just that, that, that was words, just using the word sexual relations 
it's just kind of so weird um you know and uh, you know i just i just kind of and then of course we get the echo of but you won't <laughs> and then you know so i don't know it's it's really funny that prince like uses he doesn't say i offer you sex he just says sexual relations and i don't know it's just uh, particularly given that you know this is a re- you know this is s- slightly after the uh, you know the whole monica Lewinsky thing um and you know bill clinton saying i did not have sexual relations with that woman so the fact that prince is putting the word sexual relations into this song um you know and i don't think that's in the original either no um you know this kind of little middle eight is is kind of something extra that prince has added to it um you know and then you know a lot of it is just kind of like the repetition of you know i want you i want to make love to you you know um, and we finish with kind of the opening which is turn down the lights turn down the bed turn down these voices inside my head but then he changes obviously so he's got lay lay down with me tell me no lies just hold me close between your thighs uh, and that obviously is different from the don't patronize yeah um so I, I i mean you know it's kind of interesting that prince has added a few kind of very overtly sexual things to this song that is you know obviously sung by different people it sounds like a lot sadder um, you know, and then obviously we finish with Prince singing the title, which is my favorite thing, of course, where he says, I can't make you love me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we also have like the buildup of love me, love me, you know, like, like that rep that repeats a lot more throughout, you know, the, kind of the, the, towards the end of the song. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's interesting that Prince added like a couple of lines to make the song more about the sexual side of it rather than the emotional side of it. Yeah. And that's why that changes the tone of the song. Totally. The other thing I'm not sure we're going to mention yet, the massive sigh at the end of this song. Like, I don't know if it's my recording. Yeah. This is massive. <sighs> it's like, it's like, it's obviously a sigh of resignation. He knows he's not going to get this woman back. That's it. He knows. Yeah, despite the, despite the fact that he's offering sexual relations exactly. and he wants to be held between her thighs. Exactly. Um, like, who doesn't, want to sleep, <laughs> who doesn't want to sleep with Prince, obviously? He's told us in enough songs yeah. uh, leading up to this that everyone wants to sleep with him. So, you know, he'll give you a good time every time. So, you know, why would this woman not want to be with him? But obviously, he's just you know, resigned to the fact that she's not coming back. That's it. As much as he can yeah. get her to come back, it's like, no. Nah. I don't want to go. Uh, I mean, for me personally, I would say uh, I can't go any higher than a four out of five. And I would only say that because I kind of know why why Prince, uh, you know, kind of um, has this song be this length, which is because each of the discs has to kind of be exactly 60 minutes, um, you know, and there's a whole thing with like, you know, the pyramids and whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like this song could have done with being a couple of minutes shorter. You know, it's telling that the Bonnie Raitt version is like just over four minutes. And with Prince, you know, he's almost, you know, he's added 50% more song. And I don't, and you know, the little bits he's added, I don't think have really kind of done that much to improve the song. Um, you know, so I feel like this song could have been a little bit shorter. And, you know, there was an edit prepared, you know, that was, there was like a four minute edit that was going to be like a single release. Um, that they they obviously withdrew. So somebody you know within EMI kind of saw the potential for this to be a single, and also you know realized that it was too long. Um, and you know, so I feel like that's why I probably couldn't go any higher than a four. Yeah, totally agree with you. Because chances are, like I agree with the four, definitely agree with the four rating. It's guaranteed if they did have the single version, the bit that Prince actually changed lyric wise would have disappeared. It would have just been Prince's version of yeah. the Rate song, essentially. I right? I. Yeah. I reckon. I've got no proof, of course, but I reckon that's what would have happened. Yeah. just got rid of that bit and just turned it into Prince's version of Bonnie Raitt's song. 
maybe with his own yeah. flavour. But that's it, yeah. So, yeah. Four, definitely a four. Obviously, you know, there were a number of other colour versions of this, uh, but Prince never performed this song live. Um, you know, the, obviously, the, when he did the you know the tours that that followed the, the you know the release of Emancipation, he had a lot of songs to pick from, um, and you know the cover versions of the kind of songs that he didn't really perform that much live. <laughs> you know, the, the, obviously, Betcha by Golly Ware was the lead single, so he performed that. But you know, the other the other cover versions he didn't really perform live, um, and obviously, this is you know this is one of those songs. Um, but you know, like I said, if if this had been a single, maybe it would have ended up on his set list. So, um, you know, I feel like we said as much as we can about this track. So, uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Uh, Victor? There's nothing for me to plug, uh, Darren. Uh, well, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would. Uh, Prince Track by Track at gmail.com Thanks once more for being my guest here, Victor. Uh, thanks, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs>